Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 12 continued. You did it to me. In November 1979, at the fourth general chapter of the Missionaries of Charity, Mother Teresa was again elected Superior General. Though she had been longing to be a simple sister in the community, she accepted this decision as the will of God. Shortly after, on December 11, 1979, Mother Teresa received the Nobel Peace Prize. By now, she had learned that Calcutta is everywhere. Just as in the three visions she had had in 1947, she had been led to understand progressively deeper levels of poverty, material, social, and spiritual. So in her mission among the poor, she had led, she was led progressively to identify and address not only material poverty, but also the forms of poverty that exist as well among the rich in affluent countries. It was about her poor that she spoke to her attentive audience when accepting the Nobel Peace Prize, challenging all present to look for those who live the agonizing poverty of being unwanted, unloved, or uncared for by their own. Beginning at home, loving and caring for each one, everyone could be a missionary of charity, she said. Through humble love and service, they could discover the face of Jesus under the distressing disguise of the needy. Jesus makes himself the hungry one, the naked one, the homeless one, the sick one, the one in prison, the lonely one, the unwanted one, and he says, you did it to me. He is hungry for our love, and this is the hunger of our poor people. This is the hunger that you and I must find. It may be in our own home. I visited a home where they had all these old parents. I saw in that home they had everything. But everybody was looking towards the door. And I turned to the sister and asked, how is it that these people who have everything here, why are they all looking towards the door? Why are they not smiling? I am so used to the smiles on our people. Even the dying ones smile. And she said, this is nearly every day. They are hoping that a son or daughter will come to visit them. They are hurt because they are forgotten. This is where love comes. Maybe in our own family, we have somebody who is feeling lonely, who is feeling sick, who is feeling worried. Are we there to receive them? I was surprised in the West 
to see so many young boys and girls given into drugs. And I tried to find out why. Because there is no one in the family to receive them. Father and mother are so busy. They have no time. The child goes back to the street and gets involved in something. These are things that break peace. But I feel the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion because it is a direct war, a direct killing, direct murder by the mother herself. And we read in the scripture, for God says very clearly, even if a mother could forget her child, I will not forget you. I have carved you in the palm of my hand. That unborn child has been carved in the hand of God. Many people are very, very concerned with children in India, with the children of Africa, where quite a number die, maybe of malnutrition, of hunger, and so on. But millions are dying deliberately by the will of the mother. And this is what is the greatest destroyer of peace today. Because if a mother can kill her own child, what is left for me to kill you and you to kill me? There is nothing between. Let us ensure this year that we make every single child born and unborn wanted. Have we really made the children wanted? We picked up a man from a drain, half eaten with worms, and we brought him to the home. I have lived like an animal in the street, but I am going to die like an angel, loved and cared for. And it was so wonderful to see the greatness of that man who could speak like that, who could die like that, without blaming anybody, without cursing anybody, without comparing anything like an angel. This is the greatness of our people. And this is why we believe what Jesus has said, I was hungry, I was naked, I was homeless, I was unwanted, unloved, uncared for, and you did it to me. Mother Teresa had great sympathy for those who went around feeling rejected and unwanted. The rejected parents left in an old people's home. The lonely youth whose family did not care for him or her. And very especially the unborn child. I find the unborn child to be the poorest of the poor today, the most unloved, the most unwanted, the throwaway of the society. She fought to defend the precious gift of life and it became one of the recurrent themes of her speeches. What does God say to us? He says, even if a mother could forget her child, I will not forget you. I have carved you in the palm of my hand. We are carved in the palm of his hand. That unborn child has been carved in the hand of God from conception 
and is called by God to love and to be loved, not only now in this life, but forever. God can never forget us. Mother Teresa realized that the Nobel Peace Prize had helped many people to find the way to the poor. And thus it prompted her to guard against the lessening of zeal in serving the poor. Keep praying that we do not spoil God's work, but that through us and in us and with us and our poor, God's love and compassion be proclaimed, she wrote to Father Nooner. Speaking to her own sisters, she explained, the work is God's work and not our work. That is why we must do it well. How often we spoil God's work and try to get the glory for ourselves. This possibility frightened her, and she prayed constantly to be protected from this presumption. In this challenge, the awareness of her nothingness was her protection. As Father Michael Vanderpeet later testified, I felt enough at home with Mother Teresa as to ask her some personal questions like, wherever you go, people follow you like a movie star. You have received all those prestigious awards. The Holy Father treasures you. You met with Indira Gandhi, Queen Elizabeth, President and Nancy Reagan. How do you handle that kind of admiration? In our different conversations, she had various answers to that. The beautiful one I remember was, Father, Jesus has given me a very great grace, and that is the deepest conviction of my total nothingness. If he could find a poor woman through whom to do his work, he would not choose me, but he would choose that woman. Another answer was, and she often smiled when she said those things, I am too small to understand it all. Or, Father, it goes in here, pointing to her ears, and it comes out there. It goes right through me. Another reaction to all the admiration of people. It is true crucifixion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians dear to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How did Mother Teresa come to realize that the mission of her sisters, her own mission to the poorest of the poor, had to extend even to countries where material poverty was very different from what she was seeing in the streets of Calcutta? 
how did Mother Teresa realize that there was another kind of poverty? Well, the way she describes it is through this experience at a nursing home in a first world country where everything materially that the person could want was there. The things that she could never provide in India at the time were in these homes, incredible comfort. And yet she says the people were not smiling and they were looking to the door. And what were they looking for? They were looking for a son or daughter to visit them. Now, of course, those sons and daughters were busy. They have lives. They have all kinds of things going on. They may be paying lots of money for this nursing home. They may be really trying to take care of their parents. And Mother Teresa is not telling this story to point fingers at any individual person. What does she draw from it? That there is a hunger in the human heart that extends beyond material comforts. There is a hunger in the human heart for what? For being wanted, for being thought of, for being cared for, for being loved. And so Mother Teresa came to the realization that there is a poverty that's a spiritual poverty. There is a poverty that extends beyond the material poverty that she had first been inspired to do something about. And that's the poverty of being unwanted, unloved, uncared for. And Mother Teresa's understanding of her mission and her understanding of how you can be a missionary of charity now encapsulated in one single phrase, the poorest of the poor, the mission to those in the material poverty and those in spiritual poverty. All those who were suffering, either from a lack of food, a lack of health care, all that was a matter of being uncared for, unwanted, unloved. But she also realized that there is a deeper kind of hunger. And so she began to send her sisters everywhere. Wherever she thought there was poverty, she would send her sisters. Of course, they would always have this special mission to the poorest of the poor. But there's a way in which spiritual poverty, the state of being unloved, uncared for, unwanted, that feeling is in some ways the biggest thing to fight. Because so much of material poverty comes from a life, from choices. So much of it comes from patterns of behaviors. So much of it comes from large decisions that are made. And what's motivating that? A lot of times it's because the person feels unwanted, unloved, uncared for. And Mother Teresa is challenging us all to start at home, to go and start with those we live with, 
to those we're close to? Are we too busy for them? Do people think that we don't love them, that we don't care for them, that we don't want them? Because we're busy with things we don't really need to be busy with. Come, Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Truly open our eyes. Help us to do the good that we can do. The actual concrete good that we can do here and now with those who are unwanted, unloved, uncared for. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.